Check. Ready to pod. Now we're potting. Yes, it's potting. Welcome. Okay, I'm ready. Pumpkin? Pumpkin. I said welcome. <laughs> Pumpkins. Welcome to episode 10 of Pod Heaven. With Austin and Devin. Yeah, buddy. The dopest show in the world. I'm bringing Devin down just a smidge. I'm really loud today. Devin's on one. Because of this drink, bro. Oh, my God. So it's an immaculate drink. So good. That's phenomenal. It's my favorite drink. Is it your favorite? Yeah, I think so. What's it called? The Blue Turd? Blue Turd! No, it's a... Uh, Aquadisiac. I want to make sure I say that right. <laughs> nice. Hopefully this episode is going to be visible. It's flawless, man. Last week was, is, is half and half. The week before that, we had no video, I think. We talked about turtles. We talked about turtles, man. That's all that matters, right? There's plenty of turtles. The tortoise mentality... It's something that I'm very passionate about. You know, I think that story about the tortoise with the, the tortoise and the hare is is very educational, and there's a lot packed in there. You know, I think the tortoise in this story should be very. Where's the interview with that tortoise from the tortoise and the hare? I think he was a made up fictional character, but someone's got to go interview all those guys. But you could say, like, you know, the Easter Bunny. We haven't yeah. heard from him. Yeah. Where, where, why are you quiet now? What's his Instagram season? handle? Yeah, dude. Where's his podcast? Where's like all the Santas? Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy. Multiple Santas. Taking my money every time I lose a tooth? No, like they're giving you money. You take your teeth. They're supposed to give you money? Yeah. <laughs> you put your tooth under the pillow and the Tooth Fairy comes and takes your money. money. No, gives you money. That's not how it worked when I was a kid. Takes your tooth and gives you money. <laughs> what Just kind of childhood did you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So we're thinking we're we're uh, we're uh, Father's Day. Yeah, that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go see Dad today. Yeah, we are. We're doing our Father's Day today. Shout out to our dad. Yep, and everybody who's dad a father. Qualvick. Dad Qualvick. Um, Trying to find the applause. There it, it is. is. Nice. I find if you layer two of them, it's like, it sounds a little better. It works better, huh? A little fuller. Yeah, so shout out to dads. Shout out to all the dads across the nation and the world. Without dads, none of this would be possible. Without dads. A lot of people say, you know, without women, nobody would be having kids. But without men, nobody would be having kids. Yeah, exactly. So it's like 50-50. What what do you think about that? We're all equal, man. We're (laughs) equals. Anyways. But dads are especially cool on Father's Day because uh, I guess so. That's how that works. So go say hi to your dad. Don't forget to buy a gift. Well, it's it's the Saturday after. Yeah, it's the Monday of the week after. Yeah, we're recording this on Saturday. The what? So we should have been talking about Father's Day last 20th. episode. Yeah, we should have. Oh well, that's fine. That's the way podcasts work. They're always a week late. Anyways, we're getting our Father's Day. Well wishes um, in right now. So. That's right. There you go. Hey, Dad. What's up, Dad? You rock, man. <laughs> we love you. I'm calling my buddy Lewis right now. Nice. And uh, he said he was going to answer, and he's about to not answer, I think. Uh-oh. Lewis, where you at, bro? Just blow his phone up, man. I got some important questions that we need answered today. Questions. Questions that need answering. So we're gonna try Ryan since Lewis didn't answer. Come on, Lewis, where you at? What's your phone? What is that? Yeah, dude. 
It's ringing. Yo, are we going to strike out? Hey, we're, yeah, we're going to strike out, dude. Lewis will call me back in, in, in a few. We'll just chat. But what I was going to ask Lewis is, what are you excited about in the next five years? Cake. Cake? That's that's going to be his answer. Just watch. Just cake, dude. Just yeah. lots of cake, I'm, man. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting into some, you're get you're you've got you're making a big transition yes. in your life right now, right? Yes. Yep. Because you just quit your full time job mm-hmm. and you're pursuing your business full time with everything you've got. Yep. It's all your time. Exactly. So yeah, it's been a roller coaster for sure. So the next five years are probably going to be pretty hectic. Yeah, yeah. Usually the first five years of a business, you're all just kind of like sinking into it. You're just figuring out how things are going to work, planning for the future, trying to, you know, do things that whatever you can to, you know, just make things run smoothly. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I know when I, ever since I quit advanced lighting, I don't, I don't remember a day that hasn't been like just kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's a good stretch of, <clears throat> you know, a couple of weeks or to a month or so where I'd just wake up, I'd look at my bank account, and I'd look at the bills that I had coming up and plan my day accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And sometimes it's like that today because I do the Uber Eats in between the music production. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes just like, how am I going to get my next meal? Seriously. You it's, know? um yeah, it's weird going changing from that mentality of just show up and the work will be provided for you. Yeah. And then switching over to show up and figure out the work so that it could be provided for you. Yeah, dude. You, know? you got to figure out your own day. You got to carve out what you're going to do. You got to make a list and take a lot of different things into account. It's not yeah. just like show up, fill your role and leave and get paid. Right. It's like, I'm going to spend, I have this much time in my day. I'm going to take two hours and invest it in something that might not get me paid for years. Yeah, seriously. But if I invest two hours in that every day and have faith that it will return, you know, in a couple of years, maybe I will. It's a long-term investment, right? It's what mom would always say. say, hey, mom, because she owns her own bookkeeping business, right? I was like, hey, mom, how's your day? I should go, well, it's busy. Yeah. Busy full of non-billable hours. Damn. You know? Yeah. And it, it's just that, it's just those hours that you put in and you can't, you don't expect anything from, back from it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you just, it's just those, those hours, the, the grind that you put into your business. Um, it's a long-term investment. Yeah, it's just a long-term investment. I was talking to Brendan about it the other day and... Mm-hmm. Um, I said his name. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> but uh, I told him I, I worked 80 hours this week, 40 paid hours and 40 unpaid hours. Mm-hmm. He's like, 40 unpaid hours? Yeah. He's like, why are you working for free? Like, that's that, that's his mentality behind it because he doesn't he doesn't own a business. Uh-huh. He doesn't, you know, realize that there are non-billable hours. Right. And there's a bunch of stuff that, that you have to do to, to get your stuff on the map. Right. That, you know, no musician, no photographer, no personal trainer, no artist, no nobody is, is really passionate about. Uh-huh. It's just the stuff that has to be done. Right. In 2020 to start a business. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing wrong with not knowing that stuff, you know. It's just if it's, you don't know that that's a thing until you're on your own. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a weird. Yeah. It's just a weird thing. I know for me, it's really easy for me to do work that somebody cuts out for me. Right. It's really easy to, you know, because that's kind of what we have a lot of practice doing as Mm -hmm. employees. Right. You know, everybody's an employee at some some point in their life. Maybe some people have never been an an employee, but... Yeah, that's more common today than it ever has been. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Still pretty rare, though. Yes, it is. So, you know what you're trained for is an employee is to go in and clock in and clock out and they tell you what to do and you have a small branch of the business to handle. Right. Right. And then there's other departments to handle all the other stuff. 
you know, and if you get really good at handling one department, then they might try you out in a few other departments and, and see how you work there. So you, when you work a job, your focus is very, very, very narrow. But when you own the business, you have to focus on everything. At the you beginning, know? yeah. Yeah. Until you hire some people out to do that. But yeah. even then, like, you know, you hire somebody to handle some huge branch of your business, you still have to check in with them to see how they're right. how they're doing and what they need and how the systems that you've provided for them are working. And they'll come mm-hmm. back and say, well, we should probably be doing this and this and this. Right. And, you know, if you trust that person, then you can make changes in your business. But yeah, that's not, you know, that's not what we do anymore. I just made a, a post on Facebook about, you know, uh, starting an apple tree business in 2020, as opposed to starting an apple tree business in 19, whatever the fuck, you know? Right. Like today or back then you'd hire a bunch of workers, buy a bunch of apple seeds, yep. buy a bunch of land, you know, and go get a loan for all that stuff. And, and then start planting your apples. And then hopefully, you know, a couple, five, 10 years down the road, yeah. <laughs> you start to see some profit. Yeah. But now the way you start an apple tree business in 2020 is, you know, you go mow some lawns and you buy in for, for 20 bucks a lawn, you save up a hundred bucks and buy an Android, shitty Android. And you go to the grocery store and you make this little video about every different type of apple that's there and what's <laughs> special about it, you know? And then everybody says, laughs at you and says, well, who's this guy in the grocery store with the camera? And so you tell them what you're doing and that's the first way you market that project. And then you go post that video on on 70 different platforms on social media. And then you take the audio from that and post that on a hundred different platforms on social media. And then you take the pictures from that that yeah. you took and then you post that as, as 10 different types of content. And then you write a blog post and post that on five different platforms as readable content. Right. And then you go to the, go to the, go back to freaking Winco or you go out to a, an apple tree orchard, you know, find somebody who who's already planted a farm and talk to them about what they've learned to make a video about that. And then you post that. You know, and now you're using other people's apple trees and hiring Instagram as your marketing company for free to get paid. Instagram is going to pay you eventually, you know, it might be years before you see that profit, but at least you can keep that profit after you get it or put it back into your business. So you're saying that people don't start apple orchards anymore. They just do, (laughs) they make videos and blogs and stuff about apples. Not necessarily. No. About apples. I think that that you have a better chance of making money quicker by by doing it that way. Yeah, on for sure. Media today, but absolutely, we still need apple orchards. I love apples. Yeah, and if you were gonna go yeah. do an apple orchard, you'd probably go out and you'd buy apple trees. Yeah, but guess. But another thing is is look like if you figure out how to do all this social media stuff, right? Then you go to all the apple tree orchards that are dying. Because they don't know how to do business anymore. And you help them get their business on social media. Yeah, because you're the Apple guy. Yeah, dude. And you can monetize in that way too by having people hire you to use the skills that you've learned about social media stuff. But you got to, I think the main thing there is that you got to have a base. You got to have some credibility already made in the industry. You can't just be like, hey, I'm good with Instagram. Let me go. Apple orchards out. Yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> you got to learn, you got to research apples heavily. Yeah. I think that's how you get your leverage is by, you know, getting, getting the knowledge required. Right. And showing people that you're actually knowledgeable in, in the, uh, the topic that you're diving into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good, bro. But anyways, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to call you back, huh? I guess not, dude. <laughs> My freaking friends, dude. Whatever. It's all good. Who made this song? I made this. It's called Phantom. And it's one of my earlier EDM tracks. I just featured this in one of my Instagram videos. This one? 
No, not this one. I almost did this one. That's right. That's what happened. There's a gunshot. Or is that you? Yeah, that's the same sound effect. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I remember I played that one at Diversity Club. How'd that go? That was like the first first gig I played as a as a DJ. Yeah. Like first performance as a DJ. Because there's lots of like different ways that you can perform electronic music, obviously. But, you know, I just got up there with my turntables. Like get like, you know, 50% of of every EDM DJ that performs at a festival or at a club today. It's kind of interesting. It's like, it's more like going to see a movie when you go to a rave. Really? Or when you go to a, a, an electronic music show. You know, because it, it, sure, it takes talent and sure, it takes an understanding of the music in, of, of music to be able to make an electronic song but it doesn't take you know their performances there's not a whole lot that they're doing and so i tried to kind of work my guitar into it yeah because i've seen lots of edm guys bring live instruments on stage and and just kind of bring other artists on and let them you know steal the show which is kind of cool um and it's like well a lot, lot of a lot of musicians get upset because they're like well we actually have to learn music and we we play our instruments on stage and we're playing the parts and we're memorizing them and and all these DJs are really doing is just press and play yeah. and fading tracks together and sure there's some cool stuff you can do but you can only take it so far <clears throat> and I don't know after I played that gig you know I played some of my EDM tracks that had guitar in them and I took the guitar out and just played the instrumental with no guitar and then played the guitar parts over it and uh you know, that was really fun. And people really started to engage when I was doing that stuff nice. with my guitar yeah. you know, at the show. People were clapping and yelling and stuff and woohoo. But, and I kind of realized after that, like, I don't, I don't want to be just a DJ. I've got too much talent yeah. to just do that. And, and, uh, um, you know, I started DJing through, through Dave and his company all, all requests live and we do weddings and stuff. And I just show up and play my Spotify play. Look, here's Lewis. Hey, there he is. What's up? You crazy son of a gun. What? <laughs> Wait, you're live on the pod. Oh snap again. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, but this time you're like, actually dude, you're real for real. You're for real, real. For real, for real, dude. Wait, for real? For real, no, real, dude. Just for fake. So I called you earlier. What were you doing? Uh, I was making a list. You got to work on that, bro. I know. I'm sorry. You got to work on letting me know you're going to call. Oh, okay. I know. Honestly, you should just be able to just call me and I should answer. But it's like every time you do I just happen to have my hands doing something. Or my mom's yelling at me. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember that one. Dude, I got a question for you. Okay, what's the question? What are you most excited about in the next five years of your life? Getting married to Sarah. Whoa. <laughs> am I going to DJ at your wedding? Uh, yes. Well, how am I going to be the... Given, how am I going to be the best man and DJ? <laughs> we haven't had that conversation yet. We'll have, to have, we'll have to have some kind of quick change magician experts come in and teach you how to do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, or you could just have Ryan be the best man. Or somebody else. I don't know. I'm not here to make all your decisions for you. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. Just go ahead and decide the colors too and what we're having for food. I'm a DJ company, not a wedding planning company. I don't think you put more 
that's uh, that and just seeing what happens with music. Right on, dude. Well, I was going to call Ryan too and he didn't answer, so I'll ask you his question too. What's the most important thing you've learned in the last six months? Oh, to be flexible with the things life likes to throw at you. Roll with the punches. Yeah. Good. Go with the motions. Go with the flow. Go with the motions? That's cute. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, what are you going to go say hi to your dad for Father's Day? Oh, that's great. Wow, that's lame, dude. I'm in the morning and then pretty much not going to have... Usually I would get to leave work and then come back because that's how serving works at Applebee's. But I'm going to have to uh, stay there for the whole day, which is fine. It'll be some nice move out of take for the trip because I'm going camping the next day. Hell yeah. Busy dude. Right on, man. Well, enjoy your time in quarantine and I hope to see you soon. Quarantine is a kind of a joke at this point. Like nobody's staying inside, nobody's <laughs> doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you're right. It's true. The middle finger up to everything that's being told and said at this point, and just going with the motions. Wow, dude, we're gonna have to have you on the pod. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, bro. That'd be cool. Right on, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good, man. You guys have a good day. Love you, bro. Bye. Love you too. Peace. <laughs> What a great guy, man. Luce and I have been recording music forever. And he's just such a G. Just such a G. So anyways, you know, I played that. I played, uh, I got into DJing through All Requests Live and doing weddings and stuff. Played that show at Diversity Club and 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 just kind of realized, man, you know, I feel like I, 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 I made it through the first 10 steps of becoming an EDM DJ. And I decided to just abandon that career path right there. Huh. I think I have more fun like in 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 the setting of of just doing little parties and stuff. Like I'm probably gonna be DJing at Dave and Buster's oh, nice. pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. When when we open back up and everything. But uh, you know, I, I like just going to private parties and 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 meeting a group of people that I'm probably never gonna see again and stuff. And but the only the only group of people who I've seen uh, again, is this guy named Corey, who fucking a, <laughs> who had a Fourth uh, of July gig, and uh, they hired All Request Live to go out there and do it, and uh, I had a blast out there, man. You know, sometimes you never know what you're getting into. It might just be like a little conservative Christian family who's like, you know, not gonna party too hard, and they want to hear like some Louis Armstrong and like. <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff. And I go, great, you know, and I have my wine and just kind of sit back and chill and have a good time. But other times you show up to a 4th of July gig and there's freaking girls there, people shooting each other with Roman candles, people shooting me with Roman candles because I'm the DJ, like, just You're here too. (laughs) Yeah, dude. There's this Uh, other one I did, a Halloween party. That one got really crazy. Halloween party? Um, yeah, I'm hoping to do that one again this year. I was really hoping to do to do this Fourth of July gig, but I think I'm gonna spend it with the family. Nice. This time, and that's probably safer because the Roman candles in your face. Dude, I went out there and this old guy just comes up to me and he's like, he's like, So you're the DJ? I'm like, yeah, and he starts like talking to me about all this music history and like trying to quiz me, kinda. You know, there's usually like like one old guy at every party I DJ yep. who like comes up to me while I'm setting up and just starts asking me a bunch of questions. And so, <laughs> but yeah, we talked for about five minutes and then he was like, you want to take a dab? <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, I want to take a dab. And I'd never done a, a DJ gig high before. At that point, I never smoked weed at a gig before. You're smoking on the job, bro? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> As a DJ, you know, if I was a construction worker, then, 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 Probably, yeah, I would, too. <laughs> it's like, why is this road wonky? <laughs> it's like, why is the, the yellow line blue? <laughs> it's rainbow. <laughs> All the colors. But, yeah, so I go back to the shed where there's this dab rig. And 
took a dab with this old guy and this other old guy and just of some, I think it was homegrown weed. Oh, they they grew and it was great. It was phenomenal. And then I go back and, and finish setting up my gear. And that guy was just, I made really good friends with that guy. He was talking to me the whole night and they kept giving me beers and like, I didn't even have to ask for anything. I just like, there's a bowl of fruit salad on my table randomly. Nice. And then there's like a beer and all the girls want to take pictures with me. And, <laughs> and eventually, uh, he goes, okay, the old guy goes, well, everybody that we initiate into our group who parties with us on the 4th of July, you know, the, all the new people, you have to go through initiation. Uh-oh. I'm like, Uh-oh. what's the initiation? He's like a Roman candle fight. Oh, okay. So I'm like, you know what? Could be worse. I could either not have this Roman candle fight and disappoint a hundred people and probably not gonna get a good and probably not get a good tip. Or I could endure this and have a story to tell and probably be more popular at this party, probably get a bigger tip. There you go. <laughs> and so I'm like, fuck it, let's go. And so he hands me a Roman candle, man, and we run out into the yard. Have you ever done that before? No, dude. This is my <laughs> first time. I've never done that before. And Did you get hit? Oh yeah. Couple times it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, they're just like a little piece of cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> as long as it doesn't get stuck, it was fun, good. dude. But I, I could, I didn't even, I wasn't even pointing the thing at him because I was like, I don't want to hit this guy. <laughs> I can't. Like, oh, I it's just you and another guy. Just me and one dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a pretty it exclusive is. group. Yeah. <laughs> but they were just coming up and telling me what to play. And good. You know, they had Wi-Fi, so I'm just taking requests, just looking up whatever they want and just hanging out at this party. That's great. And I got paid a lot of money to do that party. The guy who who ran it, you know, he owns a construction company mm. and uh, just gave me an awesome tip, sent me home with a bunch of beer and, like, some food probably. And, man, I really want to go back and do that again, but we got some stuff with our family that we're going to do. I think maybe I'll go every other year. That's cool. Go back to that party. It's like you're married. You yeah, got one dude. family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, not yet. <sighs> Working on it. But, you know, I don't want to put down the EM guys doing DJing with their turntables and stuff. You know, that 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 takes some talent. Right. And a lot of the guys are still using the vinyl decks and, like, doing a bunch of cool shit with that stuff. And so... <laughs> But, you know, electronic music has evolved a lot. And so now we see guys like Pretty Lights. Pretty Lights is pretty old. But you know that song, Finally Moving? It's like, whoa, sometimes oh, that's, I get a good feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Pretty Lights. And every single person knows that song. Uh-huh. You know, and my... Including me. Including you. <laughs> what do you know? And you said I'd never. You said I don't know. Who Pretty lights is. Pretty lights. Then I told you that song. You said, "Oh yeah, right." And that's kind of like his whole method of of getting his music out there. He's it's got a he's got a really unique way of marketing his stuff, and he's like an all encompassing type artist. Wikipedia says Derek Vincent Smith, also known as Pretty Lights, is an American electronic music producer. Pretty Lights was originally a music project consisting of him and Michael Minert, who left early or who left after the release of their first album. So after they put out their first album, uh, they just decided that it was better for them to go separate ways. And Derek Vincent Smith kind of took over and it wasn't really a decision that they came to. It was the decision that the people came to. They just said, yo, like we love what Derek's doing, but we don't know why the fuck this other guy is, is, is a part oh, of this no. project. Really? They just yeah. said that? And it's kind of sad. Like, I, I think that's kind of how it went. Huh. And he wrote a song about it called Yellow Bird. Yellow Bird. Yeah. And he brings him out sometimes on his uh, on his, on his his shows, and they play that song together. Okay, so he went off and did his own thing? Yeah, so I don't, I'm not sure what, his, what the okay. name of his project is now, but, but Derek Vincent Smith is Pretty Lights. And he's got a documentary on how he made his album, The Color Map of the Sun. And basically what he did. So 
a lot of hip hop music and a lot of electronic music is made from samples uh-huh. and samples. The only way you used to be able to get a sample was by taking a vinyl record and putting it on a turntable with a USB, right? And then you can record into your computer off of a vinyl record, right? Oh, okay. So you put on a rock record that has a drum break in the beginning, like an isolated drum break, so there's no other instruments playing over the drums. And then you'd sample that into your, you just play that drum beat. And then pause it and then go into your dog and cut it all up into pieces and get the kick drum, get the snare, get the hi-hat. And then you can, you can reorganize it on, on an NPC or, or another type of MIDI controller that, that you can, you know, hook samples up to your pads with. Kind of like we're doing here. You know, those are all samples. Those aren't recorded off of vinyl. Right. Those are either digital electronically designed or they were recorded somewhere else and then put into a sound effects package, you know, so there's a million different ways we can sample audio now other Uh than, other than vinyl. But that's how a lot of old school hip hop was made. Right. Right. And so, and not only the drums, they'd sample the, the instrumental breaks too. So that's why a lot of hip hop is, has a lot of jazz influence and has a lot of, Okay. You know, old style 60s influence, like, you know, those type of songs, because all the sounds that they're using are from those records. Gotcha. And so, what Pretty Lights did, Derek Vincent Smith, was he hired a hundred different musicians and brought them into the studio and had chord progressions written on pieces of paper. And he stood in the control room with whatever instrument whatever instruments he wanted in the in the recording room with all mic'd up and everything and he'd hold up this chord progression and they'd play it and loop it and then he'd hold up this chord progression and they'd play it and loop it and then wow. he'd hold up this chord progression so it's all these instrumental breaks with a hundred different types of instruments and he brings in old gospel singers old like black people with this vibrato oh. that's just amazing and oh, he's like okay. I see what he's doing. dude and he made all these breaks of just like, okay, and then he can go and like mix them into the songs that he wants to. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So he recorded all of that onto vinyl, right? Uh-huh. So and it and it's just live instruments. There's no, there's not a whole lot of, of, of you know, producing done to it at this point. It's all just, you know, jazz just breaks. Yeah. Like it sounds like a band jamming. Right. You know, and then. He, got, he he records it all on the vinyl and then samples it all back into the computer off of the vinyl and makes it and then and then he records samples of analog synths right and if you don't know what, what analog synths are it's like this big wall of inputs and outputs with different modulators and 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 little things that manipulate a a, a waveform and you just plug them in wherever you want to get whatever sound you want. And there's dials you can turn and stuff. Why do it this way? <laughs> because that's how that's how music of that type was made, you know, back in the day. That's where all this stuff came from, was from pulling samples off of vinyl. Now, how long ago did he do this? It was in 2008, I think. Okay. It might have been earlier. Weird. Okay. So... So then, then he remixes it into all these, into all these songs, and you and on the album, the color map of the sun, on the deluxe version, right? He's got all the EDM tracks that he made from resampling these 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 crazy drum breaks and 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 things that, you know, that he recorded with all these instruments, and then he's got all the raw recordings on there before he sampled them off of the vinyl and reproduced them yeah. as electronic music. But dude, like. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and that was like his fifth album. Oh. So you can okay. imagine like sitting there and putting a bunch of sounds in place and then making a electronic record and then putting it out. You know, that probably gets old after four times. So the fifth record, yeah. he had to find something crazy. To so do. That's, let's reinvent the wheel. Right. So after that, he goes and plays a bunch of shows, goes on tour 
And the last show he played was at Red Rocks in Colorado. Oh, nice. Which is like the Rose Garden of Colorado. Right. Right. And so, because we're in Portland. And uh, that's the last show he played. He hasn't he hasn't said anything on social media. He oh, hasn't he's put done? any music out since then. He hasn't said he's done either, though. And so it's like it's like he's trying to pull like a resurrection type move. So. Because his fans, Derek Vincent Smith fans, are religious. Like if you go to Colorado and you talk to somebody about pretty lights, they're like, Were you at the Red Rock show? <laughs> Wait. Dude, and you're like, well, no. You're like, I was at the Red Rock show. I was there. I'm superior I, than I you. I bumped into Pretty Lights at a, at a small like club show. I went to one of his pop-up sets. Have you ever been to a pop-up set? Like Pretty Lights fans, dude, will bite your head off. Jeez, okay. That's, That's the like kind of people. fans I want. You know what I'm saying? Really? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, so I I don't know what kind of what kind of crap he thinks he's trying to pull like from 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 hiding from the world for so long, no. but. You know, I think it's going to be really cool when he comes back. I hope so because I know that there's been a lot of people who've done stuff like that before. I can I think of like, what is it? It's Half Life. You heard of that game? Mm-mm. All right. Well, they came out with Half Life and Half Life Two, I believe. And then they were just like these insane hits. Like these people love this video game, and they were just like, oh my gosh, we've got like the meme is Half Life Three. That's it's a meme. It's it's so incredibly like. And it, it's it's been years, years since the Half Life Two came out, and they always say, "Oh, we're gonna make another one. We're gonna make another one." So they they don't do a complete Pretty Lights thing where they yeah. just disappear and say nothing. They they keep saying that they're going to, but then don't. Yeah, you know, and you know, you can ju- you just know once they drop Half Life Three, everyone's gonna freak everyone's gonna out. blow up, and it's gonna be ridiculous. You know, dude. So. That's the way to do it, man. And it's so funny because Pretty Light's just giving away all his music. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he, like before streaming was a thing even, he just literally posted it for free download on his website and never like wanted to make money off of it. He just wanted to give it to the people. And now he's finding some ways to monetize. But like music's so much more readily available to people now through Spotify and through iTunes and those yeah. types of platforms that yeah. like, you can still make money. And not have to be a dick in the music industry, you know? Right, right. That's good. Yeah, dude. Cool stuff. He's a philosopher. Oh, okay. So you just found samples. There's a sample. Oh, okay. Yep. Sample Terrence McKenna for that. They said, well, we'll just keep driving straight ahead and we'll go up those rivers later. Later. But now that is all changed. That was the first EDM song I ever made. Ever did. It's called Fearless. Taking a little trip down memory lane today. Yeah, dude. <laughs> first nice. one ever. That's great. So you just made a video? Yeah, I made a video on how we should work out. You just use that song in it? Yeah, I just put that song into it. Plus I did our I, the first part. So it's like how do we think we should work out? It's me just like chugging a bunch of pre-workout and like busting in the gym, s- sniffing ammonia. and. <laughs> <laughs> Try doing some deadlifts and really heavy deadlifts and like freaking out. My hat's on backwards. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's how everybody funny. thinks we need to work out. And then I go in and show us how we should work out. So, and then, and then I put that playing. song. <laughs> yeah. He says, well, we'll just keep driving straight ahead and we'll go up those rivers later. But now that has all changed. And I think what he's saying is, is, you know, we've been, you know, it, up until, you know, 1990 to 2000, people didn't really start wondering 
you know, there was a long stretch of time where we were just kind of just pushing forward, just trying to, you know, survive in this, in this environment that we're in. But now that, you know, we have jobs and stuff and, and, and we can make a career and support ourselves and we've kind of got that part handled sort of, you know, now we're wondering about all these things. Why, wait, why are we here in the first place? What are we doing here? You know? Yeah. We'll go do that That's later. Funny. And then later never comes. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. But anyway, yeah, I like listening to that stuff. Terrence McKenna is his name. Another great philosopher is Alan Watts. They just talk? Yeah. About things? Yeah, they just really, really dig into the fabric of, of the universe and what we know about it and the science behind human consciousness and why we exist. And It's a lot of theoretical stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. A lot of stuff that's up in the air. So I like I like listening to that stuff when I'm working out. And you're working out, huh? Yeah, sometimes when huh. I'm working out. Sometimes, yeah. But you know, Alan Watts has he's paired with an with an EDM producer who does some of his music, like makes his speeches into music format. Oh, does he? You know, yeah. And I kind of thought that was cool, so I tried to do that with with Terrence McKenna. Yeah. Cool. And make it a little bit more, you know, feeling for your workout. Cool. Nice. So anyways, fitness. Fitness. There's the fitness sound. We're going to talk about some buff stuff. Buff stuff. <laughs> I've been eating kind of crappy lately, dude. Uh, okay. I've been eating kind of crappy lately. Been eating all your uh, quarantine snacks? Well, this morning I had a bagel. And then I had pizza at like 1.30. Yeah. So I had my bagel at, at uh, 8.30 this morning. Okay. Um, and yesterday was kind of similar. Um, early breakfast, super small. Then no lunch till 3 to 5, somewhere in there. And then dinner at like 8, 9. Okay. <laughs> I went fishing the other day. And uh, just had a bagel in the morning and didn't get lunch until um, probably, I think, 3 I think three p.m., yeah. And then we went and did some more fishing and then came home and had dinner at like 9, you yeah. know. And it's weird because, but then, the, but, uh, but there was another day this week that I went to the studio and I had a bagel in the morning. And then I had two corn dogs at the studio and came home and had dinner at 7.30. Yeah. I mean... Corn dogs at noon or so. Right. So it's not consistent, but there's usually this huge gap between lunch and dinner if I don't remember to pack a lunch for uh, the studio. Yeah. You know, because I've been working like 12 to 5 Mm -hmm. at the studio. And, you know, I guess for you to give me any advice on my diet, I have to tell you kind of what my goals are. Right. right? That would be, yes. I think I'm like 165 pounds right now. Okay. I want to be like 175. Okay. And be like somewhere between 12 to 15% body fat. 12 to 15, it's 175. That's pretty low, right? Do you... Yeah, yeah. Do you know your body fat percentage right now? It was twelve percent when I was two hundred pounds. That was the last time I checked. Okay, yeah. Um, well, it's not going to be very hard for you. I know that gaining weight is when you're more it's harder for you, right? Definitely, yeah. 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 Okay. So first of all, I will say that your your diet. You know, wake up, have you have breakfast, and then you then you eat when 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 it's available, right? So the only consistency right here, it sounds like from what you're telling me is that your breakfast is consistent, but lunch happens when it happens and dinner happens when it happens, right? Yeah, totally. Cool. So, um, trying to think where where to go. So that's, that's fine. Most people, like when I first got started doing personal training, my thought was that everybody needs to eat a specific way. Everybody has to eat the same amount of food and everybody needs to, everybody needs to eat breakfast. You know, you always have breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. It can mm. set you up. It's like, okay, well, 
that's not necessarily the case, right? If your your body, like I've, I've said a million times, your body is constantly adapting with what you're currently doing, right? Yeah. So if you don't eat breakfast, all you do is eat lunch and dinner. I know Joe DeFranco, he has an amazing physique. He's he's sounds a lot like what you're doing, but he he's like 200 pounds, I think. Yeah. Something like that. He's big. Um, and he's he's jacked, he's lean. Um, big jack lean dude. Yeah. And I don't I think he eats breakfast and then maybe eats like a little snack in the day, like a protein shake or a protein bar or whatever. And then he eats a big meal at the end of the day. So small breakfast, really small, and then like I can't remember what he said, maybe 50, 60, 70% of his calories he's taken in at the end of the day. Yeah. And he's got an f- amazing physique. He's super healthy and he has energy throughout the entire day. But if I were to try to eat something like that, yeah, I'd wake up, I'd have no energy in the morning and then I would crash about halfway through the day and I'd be a pain in the ass to be around for the rest of the day because I'm hangry. Yeah. And it wouldn't work for me because that's just not the way that I've you know, that's not the way that I've, my body is adapted. My body is adapted to having my calories spread out through three meals throughout the day. Yeah. Right? Some, and then, then some people try to jump on the train and say, oh, well, you got to have, you got to have six meals a day because it's easier for your body to digest. And that's the way that it needs to be. That's the way that the body likes it to be. But that's just not the case. It's not the case. Well, I've kind of found that I'm starting to bog down at about 5 p.m. Okay. Because if I have a bagel in the morning and then go to work and then I don't have anything for lunch, right? Um, I just I I start losing it. Like the other day, I was in the studio, um, with an artist, and that day when I had the 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 corn dogs, and we record until five p.m. Uh-huh. and the artist leaves, and I'm there and I spend two more hours mixing and mastering, right should have taken me an hour. And if I would have had, if I would have taken 10 minutes and had a snack, right. Then it probably would have taken me 45 minutes. Yeah. That's, I think is a good time to bring in the quality of food that you're eating. Cause corn dogs are not good quality. Basically what you yeah. have is you have the leftover meats all shoved inside a little skin, you know, deep fried. <laughs> Delicious. Man. Right. So, and that's basically what you're getting. You're not getting premium protein you're getting the leftovers and you're getting carbs. Put some mustard on that shit yeah there you go spice it up a little bit get a little fancy dude <laughs> no so what I'm, what I'm i guess what i'm trying to say there is that um so that's a big good thing that, like the quality of food that you're eating corn dogs are not exactly the most high end quality foods right so that's part of it and then um second is that there's uh We've got to take into consideration of what our body, what does our body use as like, uh, as energy, right? So we got the three sources, uh, your three macros, right? You got your protein, you've got your carbohydrates, and you got your fat, right? Carbohydrates are mainly used for instant energy. Boom, use it right away. It's fast. Your body can convert it to energy really quick mm. and you get this spike of energy and boom, you're ready to go, right? So it's a good thing to maybe try, if you can tolerate carbohydrates, try to have carbohydrates before your workout, right? So then you get the instant energy, you have it through your workout, right? Mm. But if you want to have more sustained, longer energy, basically what you're going to want to do is try to focus more on protein, right? So you focus on the protein and your fat because the fat is going to help with your, your cognition right protein is just going to give you help you feel more satiated when you eat okay and it's also going to give you longer energy right so your body can it takes a little bit longer for your body to convert that into energy okay. but you're going to be able to go for a lot longer right right on that's so. that's good info and i and i work out probably four four days a week yeah yeah and i just do like like 10 minutes of abs, 10 minutes of, of bands. Yeah. And that's that's it. Yeah. So I wouldn't even like, you, you don't even really need. Oh, and I walk. I walk on the walk. block every day. That's good. You don't even really need to like have, do much thought then for something like that. Because it's not a very long, it's not a very intense, it's not a very, you know, strenuous workout. It's just enough to kind of stimulate those muscles. Tell your body, hey, we still need those. Don't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Don't pare them down. Right. So. Sure, yeah. Um, 
yeah, so that that's that's a good thing there. Um, well, that's the main thing that's going to do is just tell your body, hey, we still need these. Don't get rid of them. Yeah, we're going to ma- just maintain doing yeah. that, right? Yep, exactly. So that might help a little bit with your um, your energy problem, mm-hmm. right? More focus. So just try it. Because I noticed that um, I've talked with our other brother a little bit. And I just noticed that Qualvix, we, uh, we focus, we're pretty carb heavy. Yeah. We are pretty heavy on the carbs. Right, because it's stromboli, cheap. stromboli, yeah, lasagna. Think about it. You woke up, you had a bagel, carbohydrates. Yeah. You go to the studio and you have corn dogs, carbohydrates. Carbs. Right. The outside of the corn dog, carbohydrates. Right. Uh, and then you go home and you have pizza, carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. Right. So really, so it's it's carbohydrates with every single meal. And remember, that burns up real fast. Yeah. So it's not going to necessarily, that might be why you crash a little bit sooner before your next meal is that you're not, it's just because you're really heavy on the carbs. So one thing that you could focus on is just trying to be more cognizant. So in the morning, instead of having a bagel. um, Bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. That would be a good thing to do. Try to have some eggs, um, you know. Sausage. Sausage. Because, yeah, that'll help you. That'll help with, you know. That actually has the fat, a higher fat content in it too. That's another thing that people are so scared of fat this day. Yeah, Just don't eat fat. You know, with the whole keto diet. And, no, wait, sorry, keto is carbs. That's so funny. But, I remember being in the sauna with a guy who was talking about keto. Yeah, and how he eats margarine. Yeah, instead of butter. Wait, and the okay. other the other dude was like, well, I don't know if he's if he was on the keto diet, but he was talking about it, and he was saying. He doesn't eat butter, and and this other guy was like, "No, you want to eat butter, dude." He's like, yeah. hey, "Butter's good, butter's good, good fats." You yeah. know, for a guy like you, you know, and like maybe yeah. for somebody who's way overweight, they could figure out how to eat a little less butter yeah. and benefit from that. But go more um, avocado, olive oils, yeah, stuff like that. Maybe there's bit. healthy fats, man. Yeah, don't be afraid of it. You know, it was demonized. You know, you think back and in, in when we were growing up, like middle school, high school, that's, that was, fat was demonized. Now today it's just switched and it's, it's cool to not like carbs, you know, carbs are the enemy now. So don't eat eat those, eat protein and fat, which yeah, it doesn't matter. Just whatever you got to, you just got to pay attention. What are your goals? How does it affect you? Yada, yada, yada. said a million times. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're saying find more fats and proteins. Yeah. Focus on those first that I can put into my breakfast. Don't worry too much yeah. about the space between meals. Right. Just try to eat something good for breakfast. I think it'd be good to, to eat a big breakfast with lots of protein and then bring like a couple cliff bars to the studio, mm-hmm. you know, just to get through those last few hours until I go home and have dinner. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad idea. Um, which brings me to the second part of the question that I noticed is that's going to help you with your energy. But the main thing that you're going to want to think about after that is if you want to gain weight, right? You want to get, you want to put on 10 pounds, right? Yeah. 10 or 15. To about 10. I haven't weighed myself, but I think I'm yeah. 165 right now. That's what so, I feel. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Just the, the weight in the Wait, chair here. <laughs> see. Yeah, it's about 165. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the compaction of the cushion underneath the compaction is that work <laughs> dude i don't know i just i weighed myself so many times yeah that, like i can look at myself in the mirror and, and be like yeah i'm about 165 yeah. right now so okay so yeah you're gonna want to you you want to gain 10 pounds though right yeah so Ish. and i noticed that you have had a hard time in the past gaining weight always yeah but the cool thing about you have been you've been 200 pounds before yeah and most of it was muscle you yeah. have a really high, a high muscle concentration on your body. So the coolest thing about now that you've had that before, your body remembers. Right, it's pared it down because you don't need it. Yeah, and it's more efficient to be where you're at right now for your lifestyle. Uh-huh. But the cool thing is, since you've already been there, it's only going to take you a fraction of the time to get to back get up. Back. Damn. So cool. if you just hit it for a month or two, three months. Don't, don't quote me on that, but it won't take you nearly, nearly as long for say this was your first time actually trying to get to 175. That would take maybe a year, yeah, maybe longer, 
But since you've already been there, it's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be a lot quicker to, for you to get back there. So that's the cool thing about it. But with that being said, you still need to supply your body with the right building blocks and the right uh, stimulus. Hmm. And let me explain that. So you're still the, the right stimulus. So you need to get think about if you're going to go build a house, right? Sure. You can't just show up and go, let me take this dirt and turn it into wood. Yeah. You know, you have to have the two by fours. You right. have to have the bricks. You need to have a concrete to actually be able to uh, to build these things, right? Uh-huh. So, um, so that is going to be for fitness and building muscle. That needs to be your, your calories, and it needs to be protein. So you need, and if you're going to build, you need to bump your calories up. Okay. You need to bring that up. And if you're <clears> going to build, you also need to be getting lots more protein. So the bricks getting, yeah, that's going to be those the building the house. Blocks, right. And then think about the people who actually build the, 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 the building. construction company. Yeah. The construction company, the workers it's themselves. They actually, when you think about those, those are the signal right that you're sending to actually to build so and in, in your so in your life the construction workers are resistance training right so you need to do you need to send the signal to the body that it needs to build right so that's going to be a resistance training you get in there you lift your weights you do your chest press you do your you rows lift heavy. you lift heavy do low reps you do all yeah at the beginning you could you'll do the low reps starting out that way and just tell your body, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. Right? And um, so that's that's super important. So uh, when in your initial building phase, you're going to have to work out consistently. And you're going to have to give the body what it needs, what yeah. it wants to build. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So you got to, you know, hire a good construction company and give them the right materials. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just make sure... Because <clears throat> um, if you don't bump, if you just kept your calories the same and tried to go and go lift, right, it's not going to work. Oh as yeah, well. I've you, done that. Yeah, you got to you got to do both. You got to send the signal and give it the the what it needs. Yeah. So tell your body, hey, you're going to be getting a lot of protein here pretty soon, and yeah. you know, use it, <laughs> use it for this yeah, purpose exactly to repair these muscles. Yeah, and then go do your heavy lifting. Yeah, because if you, if you just, if you don't, you don't get, you don't increase the calories and you don't, you know, put more, you don't get the protein going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then um, your body, and you, you just keep eating the same that you are. That's, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. You're going to overload your body with, the, with too much weight. Yeah. And your body is going to be like, oh, I need to be careful yeah. with what I'm using. You want it, you want it to be just like. You know, to know exactly what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I'm gonna co- I'm gonna implement some of that this week, and I'm, I've got I've got a nice, good, <laughs> solid check coming. Good from work. Nice here soon, and uh, gonna go buy some groceries yeah. and try to implement some of that stuff, and then come back next week and tell you how, nice. how I feel differently. Because I, I I just know I'm not eat, I'm not eating right. You know, mm-hmm. the something's out of balance in the in the triangle yeah. of lifting, eating, and living, right? Know, sleeping and meditating and mm-hmm. and recovering, yeah, that kind of thing. If you want, come use my gym. Cool, man. Yeah, that'll help. Yeah, Ashley said she wanted to work out with us today. Oh yeah, I <laughs> said yeah, so maybe we will. Yeah, we'll but we got that. Eric on the show. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So nice, guys. Well, thanks again for listening to our podcast let us know what you think about the whole eric segment um let us know if you want to see more stuff like that um again make sure you go check us out on youtube at pod heaven austin and devin or austin devin no yes so pod heaven austin devin like subscribe make sure you you follow us on that we're gonna have a lot more content coming out on you on YouTube that you're not going to be able to see here on the podcast. That's right. It's going to be exclusive to YouTube. So make sure you go check that out. Check us out. And then, uh, uh, so for Facebook and Instagram, we're, um, again, pod heaven, Austin, Devin, 
And then for Twitter, we're Pod Heaven AD. So Pod Heaven AD. That's on Twitter. And uh, make sure you, you follow us there as well. And that's the best place to get a hold of us. Ask your questions. We really we want to hear from you guys, and we want to we want to be able to answer your questions here on the on the podcast. So, that's anyways, right. thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, go say hi to your dads for me, and and for you too. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We'll see you next week.